You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, fellow factoid freaks and flapdoodle fans. Welcome to Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. This is episode 261, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your placid platoon of pleasant people pleased to present plenty of pleasurable podcasting. I'm Colin. And I'm Chris. And before we start, I have a very, very quick, very, very quick, um, actually, oh. Chris. What are you? Uh, well, I mean, not just you, but it uh. was from your, from your segment. A lot of UK listeners uh, wrote in to tell us. That we pronounced the pen what they call a biro, B I R O, not a on the show. We said biro, B I R O, named after the inventor of the ballpoint pen. All right. Be that as it may, and I'm not arguing here, I'm sure that people in the UK pronounce it Biro. I did check, and the <laughs> guy, Laszlo Biro, inventor of the ballpoint pen, his last <laughs> name is pronounced Biro. We're all just going to have to agree to disagree here. <laughs> Every, everybody's right in their own way here. Thank you, everybody, for writing in to, to let us know. And then uh, more from fans. I just want to share this kind of headline. Uh, this is shared by uh, Leela from our Lobe Trotters listener group. Paraphrasing here. There is a species of a water beetle regularly gets swallowed whole by pond frogs. <laughs> and it says here, <laughs> if you find yourself inside a frog, your, your options are pretty limited, right? There's death uh, by digestion. But this particular species of beetle said, you know what? I bet there's another way. (laughs) The beetle will just walk, walk along the throat, (laughs) down to the stomach, (laughs) walks through the digestive tract (laughs) until lo and behold, walks out of the frog's butt (laughs) alive. He's speed running the frog. That's wow. So it's like, okay, it's like rather than like wait for the slow chew and death, like I'm just going to go just charge through this. Interesting. I was reading this. I was like, God, this can't be real. And so I did some sleuthing and I actually found the research paper, like the, the scientific journal that this was in, written by researcher Shinji Sugira from Kobe, Japan. This paper says, here I report active escape of the aquatic beetle from the vents of five frog species via the the digestive tract. (laughs) Although adult beetles were easily eaten by frogs, 90% of these swallowed beetles were excreted within six hours of being eaten. And surprisingly, they were all alive. Oh my God. So how, how, how did he know that the beetles crawled out you know and not and not like the frog like expelling it out you know like the beetles crawled their way to freedom like like shawshank redemption and it's and and so and and this is what happened he took beetles and he fixed the legs with wax he coated the legs with wax fed those wax beetles to the frog and they all died like there's something about them okay. using their legs ah. that helps them 
wow. uh, travel through the frog's uh, intestines <laughs> and then out of their 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 butthole. And here's the thing: there is a video, and I watched the video, and it was it was like witnessing history because this video was the first documented example of a prey actively escaping a predator through the digestive system. <laughs> yeah. We don't know any other animal that could do this or does That's do incredible. this. And now there's a video of it. <laughs> it's incredible. What I love uh, is also that the frogs are still eating these things. You know, it hasn't it hasn't <laughs> modified the frog's behavior maybe <laughs> yeah, uh, in yeah. any way. It's just maybe like it's it more feels than good. just yeah, I, that's I was, I was kind of you know dancing up to that point is maybe maybe the frogs are doing this on purpose, right? It's like a colonic, it like mm. clears out the system. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So this researcher, this Japanese researcher, this isn't the only bug that he's uh he's he's doing some some science experiments with. Um, in 2018, uh, our friend Bombardier Beetle, he was feeding Bombardier beetles to these frogs. Uh, to see what happens and it turns out the frogs are smart enough to be like oh get this thing out of my body and barfs out the bombardier Uh... beetle alive because you know what the bombardier beetle does it it creates like like a noxious explosion gas so like the frogs know oh my god get this thing out of my body pretty (laughs) pretty enlightening so (laughs) now karen do you do you think that he swallowed one of the bugs himself to just, just to see, sort of, just no. to maybe sort of see. No, you don't think so. Okay, All I right. think the human. I think the human body is. Yeah, probably a little more robust, a little more complex. Yeah, yeah then a little further to walk. Well, would they say it's like it's like when you like stretch out all your intestines, it's like super super long. It's... Yeah, it would go to the moon or something. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment. Pop quiz! Hot shot! Oh! So here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card. You guys have your bar... Is that your new buzzer? It is my buzzer. Oh, jeez. Okay. Let's answer some questions. This random card is... You guys will love it. It is music singles. Music. All all about music. Here we go. Blue Wedge. What pre-Heartbreakers band did Tom Petty reunite with to release a new album and tour in 2008? Oh. Pre-Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Did not know that there was one. Was he, hmm. he, you know what? I don't know. You're not going to so get e- out of me on this. So it's either going to be a really wow. famous band that we didn't know he was in or someone we've never heard of, right? I've or... never heard of it, but I am not okay. a Tom Petty person. All right. So okay. It is Mud Crutch. Oh yeah, mud crutch. Mud crutch it sounds like a like a Vans Warped Tour. It does band. sound like a, yeah, right. Mud crutch. Mud, mud crutch. It sounds like uh, something something you have to go to your doctor for after you came back from Burning Man. <laughs> Ew. All right, Pink Wedge. What 1967 hit by the Mamas and the Papas was a 1961 hit for the Shirelles. Oh gosh. Hmm. Sorry, 1967 for Mamas and Papas, but 61, 61 for the Shirelles. So straight okay, girl so group. They're, they're, they're covering it. Yeah. I mean, I know let's not let's not overthink it. Sure, let's I not overthink it. it. Well, it's not California Dreaming. I mean, that was an original. Right? Sure, so it's sure. Like, okay. Um, so what what did they cover? Oh, how about this? Chris, dream a little dream of me. 
It is dedicated to the one I love. I would not have ah, guessed that. Okay, cool. All right. Huh, all right. Well, that, that this was, is that a was... hard card. Yeah, that, was, that yeah. was a tricky one. This is like music aficionados. All right. Hmm. Yellow Edge, what blues guitarist won a Grammy for his 1991 comeback album, Damn Right I Got the Blues, which included collaborations with Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton? All right. I all think right, I know who Chris. this is. Because I know who made a comeback in those days. And I, I think it's... Uh. B.B. King. Incorrect. Dang. <laughs> Dang. All right, what okay. blues guitarist won a Grammy for his 1991 comeback album, Damn Right I Got the Blues, which included collaborations with Jeff Beck and Eric Clapton? I can take more guesses if uh, if we're allowing that. Muddy Waters. Uh, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> the other one. It is the other Buddy guy. guy. Buddy, Buddy guy. guy. Okay. I get oh, Muddy man. Waters and Buddy Guy mixed that, up. That, you know, that sure. briefly entered my mind. Yeah. I was not confident enough to, to say anything. All right. Woo, this card. <laughs> uh, Purple Wedge, what Saturday Night Live comic has produced spoof music like the Thanksgiving song and the Hanukkah song? <laughs> Yay. Chris. <laughs> Adam Sandler. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Finally, this card. Green Wedge, what 1993 film did Janet Jackson star opposite Tupac Shakur? Oh. Colin. I remember this one. This was uh, Poetic Justice. Correct. And her name was Justice, right? I believe. Yes. Right? And she was a poet. Um, No, this was a good movie. I remember this one. This was a good movie, despite the despite the somewhat corny name there. All right. Last question on this card. uh, Orange Wedge. Who inspired Stevie Wonder to write? Isn't she lovely? Oh, Colin. I believe it was uh, his daughter, the birth of his daughter, right? Yes. Yes. It just says his daughter. No name. Okay. okay. His his daughter. Yeah. Some of you might know that Good Job Brain is on Instagram. We're not like crazy active on it or anything. We sometimes share cool trivia or fact bits we see on reels. Uh, We try to keep up with the DMs, but mostly we just put up a post whenever a new episode comes out. I make an outrageous custom collage for every single episode. So, So every episode gets this really wild looking picture and it contains images of of every segment in an episode Uh, sometimes they're easter eggs uh, or minor spoilers that i put in the idea is when you put these all together in a grid on instagram it creates this even crazier looking picture like a collage of collages so i was looking at this uh, the other day the idea of pictures and photos and paintings and images is the inspiration behind the theme of today's episode So this week, picture this. Okay, well, sure, I'll I'll get things kicked off here then uh, with a uh, quiz I'm calling uh, Picture Round. It's the picture round, folks. Everybody loves the picture round at trivia. So let's have a picture round on an audio (laughs) podcast. Uh, Maybe not the best idea. So rather than showing you pictures, we'll do a picture round this way. I'm going to ask you some questions. Every answer will contain the word picture. All right. Oh, okay. We'll have a mix of movie titles, book titles, uh, song titles, and, uh, and then, of course, everybody's favorite English language 
idioms uh, with the word picture in them. Mm. Hmm. All right. So let's get ready for a picture round. Get your barnyard buzzers. Here's your first question. A phrase meaning particularly beautiful. Uh, Karen. Oh, pretty as a picture. Pretty as a picture. Mm. Pretty as a picture. What if the picture's ugly? Well, you know what, Karen? This dates back to when there were no photographs, and we're talking about paintings and portraits, which were generally painted to be beautiful, maybe more so than real life. (laughs) Right? It makes sense there. Yes. Uh, uh, Next question. A 1975 musical film written by and starring Richard O'Brien. Karen. Rocky Horror Picture Show. A yes. Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. Absolutely. Very good. Very good. Uh, how about this one? Without notable medical issues. Colin. The Picture of Health. The Picture of Health. Nothing wrong with you that the doctor can see. All right. Another one for you. Holding Back the Years was the hit single off this 1975 debut album by Simply Red. What was the name? What of was that the name? Album? What was the name what of that was album? The name this of might that... be a good one to know. You know, at least <laughs> one of the words in the name. I feel like I can even picture the cover a little bit. Not that that helps yep. me in any way. Black oh. and white, the guy's face, he's looking very pensive. The title of that album was Picture Book. Ah. Picture book, book is the title. I don't think I was going to pull that one. All right. Well, let's get it back. Here's another. Here's the next question. Capiche? Colin. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, you get the picture? Get the picture? Yeah. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Next one. Uh, book and film about the Ooh. career of legendary film producer Robert Evans. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, uh, oh, 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 Colin. Uh, the boy stays in the picture. Oh, oh you're oh, marginally oh. correct. Is it, is, is <laughs> it... Uh, Karen? The kid. The kid stays in. It is the kid stays in the picture. That's much yes. snappy, yeah. Right? Yes. Yeah, Thank very old Hollywood. No, no, no. Hey, that's why we're a team. That's, that's, that's how team. it goes. That's, that's right. how it goes. Yeah, the kid stays in the picture, or the book and film about Bob Evans. All right, uh, here's another one for you. <clears throat> hey, stop staring at me, jerk. <laughs> Colin. <laughs> Take a picture. It'll last longer. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Generally said to people who are unnecessarily staring at you. What a long response. I, I love that one. I love that one. Whenever the first time yeah, I heard that, you, you know, when I was young, I was like, oh, that's good. I don't remember Oh, that they got him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All, right. All right. Here's another one for you guys. The whole story. The whole story. Woof, 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 woof. Sorry. My, my hand is, I'm feeding the baby. Um <laughs> Full picture? Close. Big big picture? Big picture? Big picture. The big picture. picture. Yeah. All right. Again, you got me halfway there. Returning the favor, Karen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. I got picture. Yes. (laughs) What is the premise of the quiz? (laughs) (laughs) Remember, it's called picture round. Um all right. Jeff Bridges, Sybil Shepherd, and more, starring this 1971 coming of age film, directed by Peter. Bogdanovich. Mm. 
Whoa. Colin. Uh, that's the last picture show. That is the last picture show. Uh, another album. Another album for you. Uh, Maggie May was the hit single off this oh. 1971 Rod Stewart album. <sighs> People, we know the song, yeah, mm-hmm. and often don't know the name of the album that song yeah. was off as. Yeah, we are now finding. We know it has picture in the title. Maggie May was the hit single off this 1971 Rod Stewart album. Answer oh. is every picture tells a story. Tells a story, which is every another song, another well known, another well known Rod Stewart song. It of, is. Okay. Yes, it is. Okay. Ah, here's one. Illustration is the best explanation. Oh, 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 woof, 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 woof. Yes, yes, dog? A picture is worth a thousand words. Picture is worth a thousand nice. words. Good job, Karen. Nice. <laughs> uh, and the last one, which in and of itself is an interesting bit of trivia. All right? This Oscar Wilde novel has been adapted as a motion picture no less than 23 times. Whoa. Uh... Picture. Colin, bring us is home. Is that a uh, picture of Dorian Gray? It is the picture of Dorian Gray. No! The mm. picture of Dorian Gray. It's picture. It is yeah. picture. I always thought it was portrait. I was like, ah, he probably yeah. said it wrong. The yep. picture it's of not, Dorian it's Gray. It's not portrait. Oh, that's good. Man, oh, that'd be such a devious pub quiz question where you have <laughs> yeah. to yeah. put in the right title. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. People would Or revolt. if you just present it as a 50-50, how many people would just start doubting oh, themselves? Oh, yeah. gosh. <laughs> that's a good one. Sweating. Yep. First film adaptation of the picture of Dorian Gray was in 1910. Wow. Wow. And they just kept making, kept them, making them after that. Yep. 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 And has there been a recent version of that one? Feels like we're about uh, to. I believe right? there was like a two, there was like a 2009 version, but yeah. If you remember League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, uh, which is a, a, yes. a graphic novel turned into a right. terrible movie. <laughs> yeah. There is yeah. a character, which is yes. Dorian Gray, but it's not like the book. But it's not the picture of Dorian Gray. Yeah. 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 It's All not right. the, the full story. You guys know I love portmanteaus. Um, I've done a lot of portmanteau Mm -hmm. word quizzes in the past. And one of my favorite portmanteaus is the word pixel, right? Picture, element, pixel. And I think in a previous quiz, I was like, oh, you know, most portmanteaus are like one word plus another word. Like, are there triple portmanteaus? Turducken. Like, turducken (laughs) is a a three-word portmanteau. And one of the ones I found was voxel, which is a volumetric pixel so <laughs> right, volumetric right. picture element in my little mini segment here i went and looked for all variations of pixel or xel because oh. we have we have pixel we have voxel right there's megapixel subpixel but what other other xels are there really to me a pixel is kind of like it's used as if to describe it's like the most basic little building block mm-hmm. uh, the, your little unit uh so here we have pixel voxel texel do we know what a texel is a textured pixel yes a texture element texture element so when you think okay. of like video games oh, when I they see. have like texture mapping Mm. the individual units of those textures kind of tessellated together is a texel a texel because it. it has to be a repeating pattern 
there's also a taxel and a <laughs> tixel. <laughs> so start to sound a little, a little, a little racy, but it is not a taxel and a tixel. They are tactile. Oh. So if you think of um, like a touchpad in an area, how hard, how much pressure are you putting with oh, your finger? Okay, okay. You describe that as a taxel. For a bit of a throwback, a sixel. Sixel, S-I-X-E-L, Sixel, stands for six pixel, which is, if you remember old like dot matrix printers, in order to like print like a bitmap graphic, it's a pattern of six pixels high and one wide. So the unit is like six by one, and a that's six a sixel. <laughs> you send that to your your dot matrix printer, guys. I'm not going to go and explain what dot matrix printer is. <laughs> Look it up. Ask your grandparents. Ask your parents. <laughs> parents might not know at this yeah. point. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man. Uh, and there's also now we're getting into more technical fields and sciences. There's the mixel. It's a raster cell, which indicates elements of oh. mixed or multiple land cover categories. There okay. is spaxel uh-huh. or spaxel. That <laughs> spaxel, is, spaxel. Those are the uh, little noodly things that they serve with, uh, <laughs> yeah. next to yeah, uh, that German place. Right? Yeah, I've had spaxel before. Yeah. Is a spatial pixel. In a previous show, I talked about waypoints in the air that oh. like airplanes use to direct yeah. them to to different routes um, and exists in 3D space because it's it's the air. That's kind of an example <laughs> of a spaxel, which is a spatial pixel. It's a spatial unit element. Ah, in 3D which space. is a, a, a cell, if you will, of a space yeah. just up there in the... Uh, that's interesting. Okay. Spaxel and butter noodles. <laughs> mm. uh, there is a biopixel, biological pixel, I, I guess. Mm. Biopixel. Uh <laughs> Organized array of colonial bacteria. Almost like a unit within like a colony of bacteria is a biopixel. Where they organize Um, themselves into a pattern roughly. Hmm. And then uh, here a few more. Boxel. A boxel is a set of axes aligned boxes that don't overlap. And they they usually represent like a 2.5D. So I would imagine Uh. this kind of like. You think of Cuber or isometric boxes. Um, and then we get into really scientific stuff. Uh, fixel, uh, which is a fiber bundle in a, in a voxel. So I'm guessing it's, it's a fiber voxel, a fiber voxel, which is a fiber volumetric picture element. And then lastly, there is good old Dixel. Dixel, described as a, a time activity curve associated with the single pixel in medical imaging. I don't know what that means. Yeah. I thought it was cool. So I'm not yeah. laughing, keeping a straight face. Dixel, Mixel, Spaxel, Sixel, Taxel. It's like a, a nerdy version of um, the reindeer names, like Vixen yeah. and Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> Dexel and Taxel and Voxel. And it's almost like you need to claim Dixel. your territory here. We're running out of letters to affix yeah. to the, uh, yeah, the, the beginning of the XEL. I will, you know, you remind me of though. Um, what? When you said turducken, uh, you reminded me that uh, for Thanksgiving this year, I ordered a pie cake, which is a baked good with the bottom layer being pecan pie. The <laughs> middle right. layer is pumpkin pie. The top layer is like spiced cake. 
and then they dump <gasps> apple pie filling on the top of this of this whole thing. Uh, I was there until you said dumping <laughs> apple pie filling topping that's like uh, sitting on the top of of this. And thing. is it does it have straight down sides like a cake, or does it have angled sides like a pie? It has straight down sides like a cake. It looks like a cake. Okay, I guess you, it makes when you sense. Cut into it, and you remove a slice. You see that the pie layers, and then a cake layer, and then apple pie. So it's it, it's everything you want out of a Thanksgiving dessert. I am very all in, intrigued. All in one thing. Yeah, it's a pie cakein. It's a pie cakein. So that's why it's it is. So its what's own the thing. N? Uh, that's chicken. No, <laughs> I guess, I guess there is no N. Uh, that is just a pie cake. Play on turducken. Yes. I mean, yeah, the same I, way. I, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like. Yeah, now the right, Ken right, means, right. yeah, means like a super mashup <laughs> mm-hmm, of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Exactly. All right. Let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. You're listening to Good Job Brain. Smooth puzzles. Smart trivia. Good Job Brain. Hey, we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And Collins got a pretty picture. (laughs) I do. As they used to say about Law & Order episodes, my inspiration for this segment was ripped from the headlines. (laughs) (laughs) Colin's inspiration from this segment was especially heinous. (laughs) (laughs) Dun dun. Yeah, Karen, after you nominated the topic of uh, picture this for the show, I I just that day was chuckling over something that I had seen uh, on the news, on actual TV news, and then also on the internet. Um, So uh, have you guys been familiar, even in passing, of the recent trial of Sam Bankman-Fried? SBF in in, uh, crypto financial circles, right? Very recently convicted on all counts of some pretty some pretty severe financial crimes. During his his trial, um, you know, United States versus Bankman Fried, you know, big deal trial. um, There were a lot of courtroom sketches coming out of the trial because this this trial had no no cameras allowed, no no recording devices, as you know, as a lot of high profile cases do. Um, And there was one day when a very particular sketch of 
Sam Bankman Freed emerged. And all right, so in, in case in case listeners a year from now or in another country <laughs> or another state or don't care, in case you've never seen a photo of Sam Bankman Freed before, he is, and I will say this as honestly as I can, without trying to be mean, he is a pretty schlubby looking guy. And you know, when he's young. He, he yeah, he's young. When we think of like financial criminals, we're thinking like old slick hair right you know like super fine dressed all the time right no this is a young guy disheveled yeah he was disheveled he would very often just be wearing shorts and a t-shirt and he had just big you know kind of floopy shaggy hair i mean he wasn't unattractive but he's just a guy you know i mean he's just he's just a regular but so so one of the first courtroom sketches that i saw him to emerge on this day and it began it became a thing on the internet like was it made him look like kind of hot. Actually, it was like people were like, "Is this?" It was like it was like like is this Brad Pitt on trial? Like who is this courtroom sketch artist? Like trying to show us his picture of? Oh, it looks like something out of Phoenix Wright. He it looks like a, <laughs> it looks like an illustration from like an anime. So it got me thinking immediately about courtroom sketches and just the whole art and practice and mystery and science of it. And like just at its core, most importantly, why do we do this? Why, why is this a thing? And like, is it? Colin, this is amazing. This This is like one of the things that like, I don't really normally think about, but when you said it, it's like, what is, what's the deal Mm -hmm. with? Yeah. All right. So first of all, what, what are we talking about? A courtroom sketch, a courtroom sketch is a picture of the proceedings during a trial in the courtroom of a, this is what it looked like to be on the scene. Because um, they have no cameras. Because many, many courtrooms in many jurisdictions, and we'll, we'll come back to this in a moment, uh, do not allow recording devices, cameras of any kind. And so the only way to get a visual representation out is for someone to draw a picture of it. And so there are a lot of artists who do this all over the country, all over the world, but there is this sort of a a style to it. And you kind of recognize it when you see it. It's very fast, big, broad lines, uh, usually not colored in all the way. There might be some colored accents, maybe on, you know, the main witness, you know, when it's reproduced on the TV news or in the paper, it's always in like that off white or maybe brown paper background. It's not, it's not a caricature, but sometimes they're, they're more like impressionistic (laughs) renderings of people, right? I mean, you're trying to capture something that has a lot of drama and energy. It's, it's really amusing when the person in the, in the sketch in a courtroom sketch is a celebrity or a politician Mm. or anyone in the public eye really where as a news consumer you already have a pretty good idea of what this person looks like in your Ah. mind and so i feel like you know the stakes are higher for does this look like this person and a lot of courtroom artists will tell you that's not their goal their their goal they are not they are not doing a portrait they are not there to do a portrait of this person they are there to capture a sense of the proceedings and that it should feel real even if it's not truly representational um you know there was like uh, i guess this was within the last year there was the gwyneth paltrow case right where yeah the ski (laughs) case right so you know like that's an example where like if you looked at some of the courtroom sketches out of that case you're like oh okay i knowing that that's supposed to be gwyneth paltrow like yeah i could see it but you might not necessarily if it was just presented to you cold say like oh yeah that's gwyneth paltrow oh my god 
Hold on. I mean, we're an audio podcast, but that would be an amazing oh. picture round quiz, which is famous <laughs> celebrity trials, but you just post a picture of the court sketch and you're supposed That's to try to really guess good. based on what they're wearing or whatever. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So in the US, at least, courtroom artists date back pretty far. I mean, at, at least to the 1800s. And, you know, not surprisingly, maybe they kind of mirror the rise of mass media and in particular, the, the the newspapers, early newspapers. And that was really the only way before photography was reliable enough to get a photo fast in a with a minimal amount of equipment inside a courtroom and then transfer it to a newspaper in time to run it the next Very day. Quick, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so the earliest visual representation that newspapers would have of court trials was drawings. Even to this day, the exact rules around courtroom sketching vary a lot. I looked into this, like not only in the US, but in the UK as well, many other countries. Some courtrooms uh, would, if the judge allowed it, would allow uh, a person to sketch in the courtroom during the proceedings, as long as they weren't causing a ruckus or being, (laughs) you know, overtly loud. Some jurisdictions during some time periods would require you no, no recording of any kind, no drawing, no nothing. So the courtroom sketches would be done from memory after the proceedings. Whoa! Right. So before cameras, before video cameras, of course, we need someone drawing it. And, you know, maybe the judge allows it, maybe the judge doesn't. Um, but as technology got more advanced, it started creeping into the courtrooms. You know, in the early 1900s, as camera technology, radio technology got more and more widespread and easier to reproduce actual photos, it became a standard way of covering high profile trials. Again, depending on the on the judge and not at like the federal level or the Supreme Court. And it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And eventually it came to a head and the technology itself became an issue by creating too much sensation around a 1935 trial, uh, which was to this point, the most sensational trial in US history. Uh, it was the the trial of Richard Hauptman for the Lindbergh baby kidnapping. Oh. The very, very high profile, the, the kidnapping and then ransom of Charles Lindbergh's infant toddler baby, who I mean, was tragically later found dead. And oh, then no. the, the eventual arrest and trial of a man named Richard Hauptman. It was at that point the the biggest the trial of the it was the trial of the fill in the blank right in America. Mhm. Yeah. So after the trial, a lot of people including the feds felt like that the media itself had just gone too far and just too created t- there just there was so much attention. I, I mean, everyone had a radio in their house. Uh there were 12 newspapers in New York alone. And so it was just it was just too much. So there was a federal committee that looked together to put some standards mm. around media coverage in court, really trying to put the brakes on. The American Bar Association, this was kind of the big move. They passed what was called Canon 35, which was essentially barring cameras from courtrooms at that point. So coming out of that trial, there was like a big step back away from cameras and any kind of recording device, which really kind of prolonged the period of courtroom sketch supremacy. Again, 
technology kind of pressing a little bit, a little bit, but in a different way. So as the rise of TV news came into the 1960s and they were still not allowed to record, they couldn't send TV cameras into the courtroom, but here you are on TV news and people want something visual to go along. So there was like almost not a rebirth, but like taken to another level of courtroom sketch artist entered a new golden era with the rise of TV news. I mean, it seems maybe ironic, right? That this yeah, super yeah, yeah. low tech way of yeah, transferring information. You have to show something. You have to show something. That's exactly right. I'm not telling a secret here. Eventually the pressure became too great. The American Bar Association did repeal their stand against cameras and recording devices in courtrooms, leaving it up to some jurisdictions and judges. Mm. Um, Now it's up to each state. Most states allow it if the judge allows it. At the federal level, uh, however, it is just something that just they don't do at the federal level. So no Supreme Court. You know, these days, judges that allow cameras uh, or even video cameras inside the courtroom will do it generally if it's a a case that is of really intense public interest, maybe a politician on corruption charges or, you know, maybe it's important that the public see how justice is being done. So it's, you know, a pressing public need is really these days what a judge will decide whether or not to allow cameras and recording devices. So uh, Karen, what are some of your questions that you have? How does a person become a courtroom sketch artist? Do you need to be certified? Do they Mm. put you... In apprenticeship, you know, or that's did, a great do they give question. you a test? Yeah, that's a great question. How do they measure if you're you're good enough? Generally, if, if you're at it for a long time and you're really good at it and very high profile, you you will have a media credential on behalf of a major news organization. So CNN might have a media credential, or the New York Times might have a media credential, and they will use that to give to a courtroom sketch artist. They might have more than one. Uh, some jurisdictions, the courtroom sketch artists just come in as members of the general public and they're seated, mm. you know, again, without being disruptive, it's they're like their seated. public service. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some courtrooms, there's a special area for the court courtroom sketch artists. Um, but there's no, there's no special particular accreditation or anything that you need. It's, it's kind <laughs> oh, no. of, you get your foot in the door as an artist, Terry Crews, you know, actor Terry Crews. Yeah. Uh, he reported that he got his start as a courtroom sketch artist, in fact. What a renaissance man. Yes, truly a renaissance man. So you kind of just need to be able to produce fast work that is representational enough and available. high quality enough and available. Right. And if your media organization likes you, they'll keep, you know, giving you their credentials to go cover the trial. And if you produce work where the person looks maybe a little silly, they, they might not bring you back. Um, <laughs> the Supreme court, by the way, shows very little sign of softening on video cameras. They have yeah. started to allow some audio recordings, but in terms of visuals, it's, it's courtroom sketches. Yeah and U.S. federal trials as well. Um, Do you know, Colin, how much they get paid? Are they by a case or by day or by hour? That's a good question. I would assume that it's probably hourly work. For the whole work. case. I would, well, I would assume it's probably hourly work. That's a good question. Okay. If any of our listeners are sketch artists, you let, her, you let us know. Wow, what a fascinating career. What a it fascinating really is. Like, job. It really is. It really is. Hello, everyone. You may recognize me as Gabby from the History of Everything podcast. And my name is Bruna, and you don't recognize me from anything yet. Together, we're two scientists who explore all of the weird little questions and conspiracies of the universe in our new podcast, Mystery of Everything. Everything has an explanation. We hope. But that is what we're here to figure out. 
We will dive into the science behind many popular conspiracy theories, such as vaccines causing autism, flat earth theory, and was the moon landing fake? And if so, why the heck would anyone even do that? But it's not just conspiracies. There's a lot of cool mysteries that we will attempt to use science to explain, such as near-death experiences, what made the Vikings go berserk, and can I control my co-host with MK Ultra? Wait, what? <laughs> anyway, make sure to check out the Mischief Everything podcast everywhere where you find your podcasts. Well, speaking of jobs, I've made a quiz. Some might say it's avant-garde. Some might say <laughs> it's weird and random. Uh, but I'm just going to, uh, I'll just cut to the chase. The title of my quiz is, If Famous Paintings Were on LinkedIn. <laughs> a lot of disclaimers. This is this, this is a weird one. I don't know if how how well this is going to land, but hey, we're here to uh push the envelope on on trivia experiences. Yeah, I love it. I wanted to do something about famous paintings, you know, lesser known facts or misinformation about some of our famous paintings. So I was like, oh, trying to find a way to do a quiz. It's always weird to do a visual based thing on an audio podcast like this one. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like, oh, what can I do? Do I just describe the painting? And at the same time, like I said in the last episode, I am uh, getting laid off. And so I've spent uh, quite some time recently on the website LinkedIn. <laughs> LinkedIn, for those who don't know, it is the professional networking job directory website and platform. So you can go on it to like look for available jobs posted by companies. Your own profile is like a resume. But LinkedIn is also partially a social media <laughs> networking yeah. Website. Exactly. So people like to post things and there are posts about, oh, you know, here's some news about my company. Oh, let's congratulate this person on their promotion. However, there is a subset of these LinkedIn <laughs> posts. How would I describe this? They're like business inspiration, like business yes. inspo. Business inspo. Trying to like get people inspired about the entrepreneur, you know, about hustling, about business about career about work you know posting stories or advice or wisdom on linkedin have you guys come across have you guys seen yeah, any of yeah. these yeah yeah just you know just go get it go rise and grind you know yeah, I mean, yeah, just yeah. for like, example just, yeah. was like my coworker asked me for a pen I gave him a pen, but what I really gave him was an opportunity <laughs> for creative freedom. You know, it's it's kind of yeah, like dramatic yeah. and it's <laughs> failure is part of success, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Some people do it really well. Uh, some people really enjoy this. So taking inspiration from the famous paintings and also being on LinkedIn, I try to imagine what would these business inspiration posts on LinkedIn sound like if they were written by a subject of a famous painting? Do, do I have your attention? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm in. <laughs> okay. 100%. Okay. 100%. So what this quiz is, you will listen to clips of a, a subject from a famous painting and they're reading their business inspiration LinkedIn post. In this post, in this narration, there will be clues about who they are, about the painting they're in, and your job is to tell me 
based on this parody LinkedIn post, what the famous painting I'm looking for is. Does that make any bit of sense? So no, the answer, but I get the it. answer is the, t- the name of a painting. I'm guessing name of a painting. All right. Okay. So yes, let's jump in. Let's work together. Talk about some of the clues that you hear and see right. if you can come up with the answer. And the answer is a famous painting. All right. Here we go. Roll the clip. Hello, fellow LinkedIn visionaries. To become a mighty Aphrodite in the career world. I've learned that it's important to surround yourself with a winning squad. Shout out to Zephyrus on the left for always pivoting where the wind blows, and to my girl, the Hora of Spring on the right for her warmth and constant preparedness. A team built on diversity will birth success, so let's unveil our true and beautiful selves. The world is our seashell. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, okay. The, okay. The, the world, the world is our seashell. I think may, maybe, maybe the biggest that uh, be the, yeah, uh, the clue thing. there, right? The, the artist is that Botticelli. I believe it is. Yes, the the birth of Venus. The birth of Venus. Ding 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 ding. The birth of Venus by Sandro mm-hmm. Botticelli. Good very job. Nice, so, very nice. So we have the seashell. Uh, she's describing her squad. Um, you see this on LinkedIn when people like tag a bunch of people. Yeah. Congrats to so and so and so and so. Thank you so and so for this. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my inspiration. And so yeah, and she's really into casual Fridays in the workplace. Also, <laughs> too casual. <laughs> a little, maybe, a bit, maybe, a bit. maybe a little <laughs> NSFW. Uh, all right, good job, Birth of Venus. And uh, so there's actually three people around her. There's two people on the left. Mm. One is Zephyrus, the god of the wind, oh. carrying like another person who is supposed to be like the spirit of the breeze, like a lesser god of wind, oh. like a god of the, the breeze, I guess. And <laughs> then on the other side, it's the the Hora, which is the hours. There's the lesser goddesses called the hours, and this is the hours of spring. So she's like ready to put some clothes on, on Venus because she's naked. Ah. All right. Good job. Here's the next one. Lessons from farm to table. The board table, that is. Remember that overalls is not just a uniform. It's a mindset that things can get dirty at any time. So, be prepared. Our farmhouse symbolizes the importance of teamwork. As you can see, my daughter has earned her place as my second in command. Our business is strong, but our family is stronger. So when your career feels overwhelming and aimless, like scattered piles of hay, you gotta just dig your pitchfork in. Because you know what? Success is a crop worth harvesting. <laughs> That's his daughter? Yes! That is oh. his daughter. I was going to say, that That for wow. me is the biggest clue. Because this is a painting where many people assume it is a farmer man and his farmer wife. But right. it, in fact, is a farmer man and his farmer daughter. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. Name of the painting? Title of the painting? American Gothic. Some hard yes. living on, on that farm. Yes. By uh, Wood, right? Grant Wood. Grant Wood yes. yes. First of all, the the two people in in the portrait they're not like really farmer and wife. It's like people who modeled for the painter. They're not yes. like a real farm life couple. Uh, uh, also, yeah. they're not a couple. It is supposed it is supposed to be father and daughter. Yes, I, be- I, I believe I might be wrong. It's his I remember learning that. Yes, yeah, his dentist, and I believe yeah, he yeah. painted it for his dentist to either repay a favor or a debt. Good job. Next LinkedIn influencer. <laughs> 
Being weird is winning. Yeah, I said it. The best companies in the world all came from a weird idea. Of course, we have to balance the surreal with the real. We have to think elastically to innovate, but still need solid ground to scale. So break away from routine and explore new horizons before time melts away. Time is our canvas. Let's paint it with bold strokes. Ha <laughs> um, ha. Well, uh... Time melts away. Yes. Time melts away. Yes. They're all saying the same thing. All of these posts are like, hard work. Yeah. Seize the opportunity. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Embrace change. I made my first million by melting a bunch of clocks. <laughs> What's your second million dollars going to be? I'm like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> how about, uh, well, it's Salvador Dali, but I actually yes. do not know the name this of how famous clock melting yeah, the melty clocks and watches and stuff is called yeah. uh, the persistence of memory, I believe. Correct! Memory, okay. Persistence of memory. Right, right, Very, right. very common trivia question. We all call it the melty clocks. Right, yeah. The melting right, right. clocks, the melty clocks. Yeah, that's, um, the, that's the marketing guy in the room. Like, we're getting, uh, you know, Salvador, we're, <laughs> focus groups are really liking melty clocks. Um, <laughs> Have you thought about melty clocks in a snow setting? Because <laughs> we're seeing big seasonal holiday potential here. Pumpkin spice melty clocks, Salvador. <laughs> Just think about it. Good job. And the next one. I did it. I have mastered the art of flow. I definitely have my big ups and big downs. But you have to embrace change in your professional life and learn to ride the currents, not fight against them. Work together with the mountains in your way, because you can find harmony in your career path. So, LinkedIn surfers, let's ride life swells. When the tide is right, the currents are yours to conquer. Hashtag, say sayonara to failure. <laughs> currents and um, waves and yeah sayonara, sayonara. <laughs> yeah all right right at yeah. first i was thinking like literal surfer surfer but no i i think we're no. i think we're more in like maybe a hokusai yeah yeah, um, yeah the, uh, the the great wave off of mount fuji uh sort of oh place. you're so close what is it it is the great wave off kanagawa Mm. Oh, right. That's the title of uh, what we colloquially call it Hokusai's Wave, the, the famous Japanese woodblock printing wave. Um, yep. it, the yep. title is The Great Wave Off Kanagawa, Kanagawa by Hokusai. And the interesting thing about this painting or print is that it revolutionized Japanese art because of the blue. Because oh, really? this is hard to imagine, but we've talked huh. about this on the show a lot. Like pigments back in the old days, they're hard yeah. to come by. You know, we yeah. didn't really have like people really experimented to try to get colors. And so this is Prussian blue oh, and Prussian right. blue came to Japan, introduced this blue to a whole nation, to a whole culture who has never seen this blue <laughs> in art before. All right. We got two more. Here's the next one. Buongiorno, LinkedIn. They say I'm mysterious, but life is full of enigmas, and embracing them can lead to success. With 500 years of experience, I know a thing or two about striking a pose. Remember, the way you carry yourself can leave a lasting impression. 
And don't underestimate the influence of a genuine smile. A positive attitude is your most valuable asset in any journey. So, what masterpiece are you creating today? Let's chat below. <laughs> what masterpiece are you creating today? I can absolutely see like accompanying because, like, a lot of these posts, it's like an image and then pithy statement, you know, accompanying it. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. let's just say if <laughs> if I could insert audio emojis, I would. When you're reading these posts, usually on LinkedIn, they're filled with like emojis. Yeah, right? like yes. a rocket ship, yes. or, or money bags, or you know that kind, <laughs> yeah, of, or like an yeah. arrow going up. Yeah, it's, it's like it's such a big part of these posts. Oh my gosh! <laughs> uh, All right. Anyway, what are Italian our clues here? Lady, Italian lady uh, with a with a smile and uh, an air of mystery around her, uh, striking a pose. It sounds like um, the Mona Lisa <laughs> by Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci. Yes, sir. Wow, I got it. La Joconde. La, La Joconde, yeah. oh, yes, yes. Wow, I was just, uh, that was my follow-up. Yeah. Right, was yes. what, well, the actual name of the painting? Yeah. Yes. Here we go. Last one. Thank you, everybody, for your patience uh, and the, the fact that you're sitting through this quiz. You, like, end. you, like, listeners, you don't know, like, before the show, Karen is like, if this one goes off the rails, like, I've got a backup quiz prepared. Like, she was ready to pull the ripcord. But no, I, I think this is a smashing success. I, 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 I love this quiz. No, this is, okay, this is great. Glad. I love it. I'm glad. She's got it's, like a, it's, a, it's very strange. Rope made out of sheets, like, running out of her window right now. She needs to make a hasty escape. <laughs> Hope you guys like it. Here we go. Our last linked influencer. How to master the rough and the bluff. You see, poker teaches us the art of observation. In your career, pay attention to details. Sniff out opportunities others miss. I may be colorblind, but I can sense a winning hand. So I'm betting on my future. I'm going all in. It's time to unleash your instinct about your career path. I am open to DMs and treats. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, this influencer, uh, yeah, um, is is open open to treats. <laughs> wants to sniff out. Wants to sniff out uh, your your, your instinct opportunities. Yeah, is sadly colorblind, um, <laughs> and is and is a and is a master uh, of the uh, of the, the the sport of kings. Uh, poker. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh the very famous uh dogs playing poker i don't i do not know the artist but i do <laughs> believe i do believe the official title chris oh, is get out really a friend in need oh, oh really? my god oh <laughs> my god colin colin okay so right, a little okay. bit about right, that okay, yeah, yeah. chris you are correct this series is called simply Dogs Playing Poker. Oh, okay. You've seen it before. It's parodied in like pretty much every cartoon, so many movies. It is a scene of literally dogs <laughs> around a poker table <laughs> playing poker. But the problem is um, it's that's the name of the series because series. There are... There's series of 16 paintings. Oh, yeah. 16. 16. I don't know what the total count of dogs is, but it's high, <laughs> you know, because there's multiple dogs per painting, right? Sure. Well, it's an elimination tournament. Over yeah. hand. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by Cassius Coolidge. Oh, Cassius Marcellus Coolidge. Coolidge. Okay. 
how I'm remembering is dogs playing poker is cool. It is. Coolidge. How cool is that? Coolidge. Uh, 16 paintings. And the most famous one out of the 16, Colin, you're correct. A friend in need. Oh, right. Because one of the dogs, right, is passing another dog like an ace under the table or something, right? <laughs> Isn't that like what's going on? So, A, what a strange <laughs> painting Incredible. idea. Yeah. yeah. B, I had to sit there this week writing from the point of view of a dog <laughs> playing poker from this painting how it would look like on LinkedIn. <sighs> and I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> Good job. Wow, you guys nailed all of them. All of them. You did. Really good one. Really like that <laughs> Thank one. Thank you for not yeah. quitting on me. I was like, oh, oh no. man, they're going to leave. <laughs> Outrageous. And that's our show. Thank you all for joining me, and thank you listeners for listening in. Hope you learned stuff about beetles walking out of frog butts, about famous paintings, and about the history of courtroom sketch artists. You can find us on all major podcast apps and on our website, goodjobbrain.com. This podcast is part of Airwave Media Podcast Network. Visit airwavemedia.com to listen and subscribe to other shows like The Box of Oddities, All Creatures Podcast, and Triviality. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details